All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Eaglebird Church. Really good to have you with us this weekend. We have a treat for you. We have a guest speaker, and his name is Ryan Leak. And I saw Ryan speak a couple of years ago at a church down in Atlanta, and the message was called Chasing Failure. It was an intriguing topic, and it was one of the best messages that I had seen in years. And I watch a ton of messages. He actually has a documentary out on this. You have to check it out on YouTube. It involves a tryout with the Phoenix Suns. I'm still waiting for my tryout with the Timberwolves. I'll just, you know, I'll just throw that out there. But it involves a tryout with the Phoenix Suns. It involves meeting Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's really a cool thing. He is a speaker who travels to churches all around the country. And we are really excited to have him here this weekend as we continue in our series called Divine Direction. So would you join me in welcoming Ryan Leak? Thank you. I want to say hello to uh, all the Eagle Brook locations around the Twin Cities and uh, coming soon to the Rochester area as well. I heard, heard the good news about that. I also want to welcome everybody watching online. Uh, as uh, Jason said, uh, my name is Ryan Leak. I am so honored to be here. Uh, a couple things you need to know about me. Uh, I live in Dallas. I uh, went to school here at North Central University. Whoop, whoop. Um, the other thing that you need to know about me is that uh, I am married. This is a picture of me and my wife. Uh, we sit in grass fields all the time. And, <laughs> and I know you're probably looking at this photo thinking to yourself, how in the world did he get her? Uh, let me explain. So uh, when me and my wife were dating, I overheard her tell a friend she thought it would be cool to get engaged and married on the same day. I had no idea what that meant, so I guessed, and over the next two years, I began planning her dream wedding behind her back. Now, I was in 11 weddings during that time. Apparently, I was a really good friend in college because people kept asking me to be in their wedding, and so after each wedding, I would debrief with her and say, hey, what did you like, what, you know, and try and get uh, what she would want in a dream wedding. Three weeks before the actual day of our wedding, um, I was trying to figure out what kind of cake she would want because apparently that's important. And so she said, oh, I have a cake uh, on, on my Pinterest page. I said, what's Pinterest? And so I went to Pinterest and found her page and she had 242 photos on a page entitled My Dream Wedding. And I thought this would have been helpful two years ago. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was a great checklist, and so uh, long story short, on June 7, 2013, I got down on one knee and I said, Amanda, will you marry me? She said, yes. I said, just kidding. Will you marry me today? And we opened up a lounge room door, and a hundred of our family and friends were standing in there with a sign that said, today! And uh, we rolled in a hairstylist, makeup artist. Uh, bridesmaids, the dress, everything that you would need to get engaged and married on the same day. If you're looking for engagement advice, don't ask me. We were engaged for a long time of 10 hours, and so it was, it was a whirlwind. Uh, we filmed the whole deal, put it up on YouTube. You could go home and check out uh, the, the surprise wedding and watch us get engaged and married in about 32 minutes. So uh, that's, that's our story. Engaged and married on the same day. Started having sex right away and had some babies. Um, 
That's how that works, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we had this one first. Obviously, uh, he is about to be five years old. His name is Jackson. And then four months ago, we had this little guy, and his name is Roman, and he is the absolute joy of our life. That's what you need to know about me. That's me and my happy family. Uh, but today is not about me. Today um, is, is about you and what I believe is the divine direction that God wants to give each and every one of us. Uh, we started a series last week called Divine Direction, and Bob did such a fantastic job. He started off with this idea of that sometimes God gives us divine direction in giving us things to start. Uh, this week, I would actually like to uh, explore this idea of divine direction where God perhaps would put some things on our heart to not just start, but actually to, to stop. Uh, you might be here today. You may have gotten dragged here uh, by a family member. You may have gotten tricked into coming to church. Someone may have told you, uh, let's go get coffee. They brought you to the lobby <laughs> and said, here, oh, what are these people doing in here? Let's check it out. And, you know kind of brought you in here. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I, I believe that our past ha have come together for a reason. And you may have woken up a day in your life and asked yourself, how in the world did I arrive at a destination that I am not happy with? And I want you to know that there is really good news for you. And that is that you can have divine direction for your life. You may have been going one direction, but I want you to know there is a new plan, a new way that God could send you that will absolutely change your life. You're in the right place wherever you're watching this message from. I want us to begin by looking um, at a, a verse in the book of Proverbs. It's written by a guy named Solomon. If you don't know who Solomon is, um, he is, uh, especially in the Bible, considered the wisest man to ever live. According to economists today, he's at least within the top three richest people of all time. This is a very successful and wise person. And I just thought, if we're looking for divine direction, wouldn't it be awesome if we could invite the wisest man to ever live onto the stage and interview him and say, hey, what would you say? What would you say to us in terms of how we should make next steps? And here is what he says. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. The wisest man to ever live is telling us, hey, as wise as I am, I wouldn't lean on my own understanding of anything. Like, you're smart, I'm smart, you're wise, I'm wise, but we're not as wise or as smart as Solomon. And even he's going, I know a lot, I've seen a lot. And if I'm you, I would put my trust in the Lord. And when you do that, he will show you which path to take. I am going to urge you to put your trust in God this weekend because here's the reality that I know about you and I know about me is that we're all going to get direction from somebody or something one way or another. I would just recommend that it's divine direction. Here's a question I want you to ask this weekend. Who or what is in charge of the direction of your life? Who or what? Sometimes it can be uh, an app that is actually steering the direction of your life. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on social media and you've gotten ads, and, and sometimes the ads that you get are, you're like, Wasn't I just, was I just looking at something like this? Or sometimes you've had a conversation with somebody, you're like, well, did they bug my phone? Uh, one time I was talking to a friend about some shoes, 
And 30 minutes later, I get an advertisement on Instagram for those exact same shoes. I said, this must be God speaking to me right now to get these shoes, you know? No, it's an algorithm. They know you well. Isn't it amazing that we live in a day and age where technology can literally steer our direction? Sometimes it's not a what, sometimes it is a who. There is a person in your life that has an incredible amount of influence, and they can actually steer your direction. Now, I have some awesome godly friends in my life who have absolutely steered me in directions to do the dumbest things I've ever done in my life, okay? Like, as awesome as they are, they're still human. Have you ever had a friend that told you to do something that you look back now and go, why in the world did I listen to them? They told you to buy that outfit. You look at that photo on Facebook from five years ago and go, we both were crazy. Have you ever had a friend tell you to date somebody? And then you did. <laughs> and then we're like asking you questions later on. You're like, you know, is he a Christian? You're like, he goes to church. We're like, well, he could go to Chipotle. That doesn't make him a burrito. You know, it's like, <laughs> the, 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 what, what we all have to come to the reality of is that regardless of how wise or how smart we are, our direction is not divine. In fact, I truly believe with all of my heart that divine direction's greatest competition is actually human direction. And you're not bad, I'm not bad, people aren't bad, but you have to realize that if we really are trying to figure out what in the world it is that we're going to do with our life and the next steps that we perhaps should take, I would want it to be divine. Perhaps you are, are listening to this message and you have woken up today and you have been living out somebody else's plan and somebody else's direction for your life. I remember in 2009 when Andre Agassi, the great tennis player, uh, wrote his memoir, Sports Illustrated was marveled by the things that he wrote about his career. Sports Illustrated found out something about Andre Agassi that shocked the sports industry. And here's what we found out. We found out that Andre Agassi, one of the greatest tennis players of all time, says, he don't like tennis. We're like, what? How can you not like tennis? And here's what he said. He said, my dad liked tennis. More importantly, my dad liked me when I played tennis. And now that my tennis career is over, I can actually get around to just being Andre. Heaven forbid any of us ever wake up and we've lived out somebody else's plan for our life, and we've completely missed the divine plan that God has mapped out for each and every one of us. You do not want to miss God's divine direction for your life. You want to know who was really good at getting divine direction? It's this guy. You may have heard of him. His name is Jesus. Okay, so if you really want to learn how to talk to God, if you really want to learn how to receive divine direction, if you follow what Jesus did, you, you, you'll, you'll be in pretty good shape. Here is what Mark says about Jesus. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Why did Jesus get up early? He got up early because he was busy, like you, like me. Have you ever tried to feed 5,000 people in a day? It's work, okay? Like, that, that's hard. That's not easy to do. 
He was a busy person. And again, in, in a perfect world, in an ideal world, man, we'd all be really good Christians that wake up early and pray for a couple of hours and read our Bibles. But the reality is, a lot of us, well, we like sleep. And so uh, it's going to be very difficult to spend time with God and sort of make room for divine direction when our schedules are so very cluttered, so busy. Oh, I want to show you this picture. Now, when you see this picture, there's, uh, there's a couple, there's two types of people in this room and two types of reactions that you can have to a photo like this. If you're like me, I'm a clean freak. This picture bothers my soul, okay? I... I want to send money to this person. Can we do a missions trip, a GoFundMe? I see Lysol wipes in my mind right now. Like, like, like how can we fix this, okay? Like, like when I had started to have kids, uh, well, my wife had the kids, but I was there. Now, when we started to have kids, everyone told me, don't bother cleaning your car. Your car is going to be dirty. I said, your car is going to be dirty. My car is not going to be dirty, okay? Like, I'm a clean freak, OCD, pray for me, okay? Like, this picture bothers me, okay? Like some of you are in that boat with me. Now, the second type of person that looks at this photo, you look at the photo and you think to yourself, what? <laughs> you left this to come here, okay? Like you're like, this is normal, like this is, and isn't it interesting that sometimes messages just don't really, really bother people? Don't we live in, in a culture that we actually make space and make room for our junk. Every single one of us in our dorms, in our apartments, and in our homes, we have a designated space for our junk. Isn't that amazing? It's called the junk drawer. What do you put in the junk drawer? Junk. Stuff you don't want, don't need. If you get a new iPhone and you get that, that white iPhone box, you can't throw it away. It messes up the resale value. So we have to keep it in the junk drawer, batteries, refrigerator manuals, this thing could break down any minute and I'm gonna need that manual. And so it's just, it's just, we've just made the space, we just throw receipts and just stuff and junk in this drawer. Some of you don't even have a junk drawer, you have a junk garage, okay? Like it's just full of just stuff. Some of you have a junk attic, some of you have a junk trunk. And here's what I want you to know. It's okay if a room looks like that. It's okay if you have a drawer that looks like this. It's okay if you have a, a garage, a space in your house that looks like this, but it's not okay for our schedule to look like this. I mean, you and I are so busy. We're the busiest we've ever been, constantly moving, 100 miles an hour. I mean, we, I've got friends that work at Fortune 500 companies, and they work 90 hours a week. I'm just going, how in the world do you? Do you do it? And kids back in school and, and activities and, and sports and birthday parties and hobbies. And it's just, we're, we're busy. If you could see my flight schedule, if you could see my work schedule, if you could see my family schedule, if we could all just bring our schedules to a table, we would all be overwhelmed and just going, we are just so busy. It's really, really hard to, to spend time with God, to make some space for divine direction in our life because we are busy, 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 busy. But I want to ask you a question this weekend. In the midst of your busy schedule, what do you have time for? I mean, as busy as we all are, haven't we made some space for something? 
Uh, for those of you who are iPhone users, and if you're not an iPhone user, I want you to know God loves you. He's got a plan for your life, and you're going to make it, okay? So, um, but for those of you who are iPhone users, we got this new feature uh, about a year ago. It's called Screen Time, and it'll give you a weekly report of how much time you have spent on your phone. The first time I got my report, I said, this is the devil, the liar. I don't know what's going on right now. But ironically, uh, as busy as I think I am, screen time told me that I had some time <laughs> for ESPN and social media and text. I mean, like, it's like, man, the busiest guy. Whoa, all of a sudden you got... And, and screen time's not lying. I, I thought it was lying. I, I need to call Apple, make sure their diagnostics is on point because something's wrong here. There's no way I spent this much time on this app. Let's just say I were to borrow your phone for 10 minutes. What would it indeed tell me you have, well, actually made time for? I mean, let's just say I were to come into your living room and pull up your cable provider and we were to take a fine-tooth comb through your DVR uh, what would it tell me? Not that you have just made time. You have actually set, recorded, like I'm gonna, I plan on being in this place for an hour, for two hours, for three hours to watch this game, to watch this show. If we were to go through your DVR, what would it indeed tell me that you have made time for? Would it tell me that you have time for the NFL? Would it tell me that you have time for HGTV? Would it tell me you have made time for Chip and Joanna? Now you're ready to renovate your kitchen. I mean, like, what would it tell me that you have made time for? Do you, do you have time for social media? Now, let's just take it to a whole new level. Let's just say I were to log into your Netflix or your brother's Netflix or whoever's Netflix you're logged into right now, because <laughs> you never use your own. Whoever's paying for it, God knows, okay? But however many profiles I'd have to flip through, whatever I get to yours... If I went to the section called continue watching, how long could I scroll before we got to the, to the end of it? In a culture where Netflix binging is popular, we're so busy, but I must ask us busy with what? I remember the first time I binged a show, it was the show 24, and my friends got me hooked on it in uh, in college, when Netflix used to just send you DVDs. There was no streaming at the time, okay, if you can rem remember a time like that. And I remember watching one episode of season five of the show 24, and the show ended, and I said, well, what happens to Jack Bauer next? I must know what happened next. And they handed me this drug, which was season one of 24, and over the next 24 hours, I watched the whole thing. I skipped class basketball practice. I don't remember eating that day. Okay. Like it just, I, I, I locked in and we all have friends that have done this. Have you ever recommended a show to somebody that has eight seasons? And then three weeks later, they're like, yeah, I watched the whole thing. You're going, how, when did you not talk to your family for the last three weeks? Did you not go to work? You know, we have friends that have taken days off work to catch up on a show. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you or anybody you know said, you know what, I'm going I'm to take a personal day and um, I'm going to go spend some time with God. I, I, I'm going to take three weeks and just, man, I'm, I'm going to lock in and just, I need divine direction for my life and, and I'm just, I'm going to go spend some time 
with God. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't believe there's anything wrong being on your phone, being on social media. I don't think there's anything wrong with fantasy football and sports or HGTV or Chip and Joanna. I don't think there's anything wrong with Netflix. But I must ask us this question this weekend is what have any of those things done for us lately? What value have any of those things brought to our spiritual journey lately? And what I want you to know this weekend is this, is it's going to be difficult to receive divine direction if we're squeezing God into a messy schedule with drive-by prayers and a verse of the day and, and expecting God to somehow point us in the right direction when our lives are so full of getting direction from everybody else and everything I love a Jim Rohn, a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and author. He, he says this, he says, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Isn't that true? Isn't that true about eating healthy? Isn't that true about working out? You're eating healthy and you're looking forward to a cheat day? You're looking for a cheat day. Oh, it's your birthday? Cheat day. Oh, Labor Day? Cheat day. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, you got a new job? Cheat day. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're going to figure out a way to do the thing that you really want to do. Do you really want to spend time with God, we are going to have to stop doing some things to actually make space for God to give us divine direction. Here is what Luke also tells us about Jesus. He says, one day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. For those of you that don't understand what Jesus was sent to the planet to do, it's pretty simple. Save the world. Yeah, God's going, oh, humanity needs a savior. Son, will you volunteer? Jesus says yes. He comes to the planet as a baby boy. Hey, son, you got one mission. It's not mission impossible, but it's pretty close. Um, you need to flip the world upside down and save it. You're going to need a team to do it. I need you to pick 12. Before Jesus picks 12, we find that Scripture tells us he prayed all night before he chose the 12. I want to ask you this question this weekend. How many decisions have you made that were birthed in prayer? I mean, when we just, if we were to uh, dissect how you have made decisions, what would be the common denominator in regards to future decisions? Like, what, what's your plan? Like, like what's your go-to? Is it, is it how you feel? Is it gut reaction? Is it what, whatever, wherever the wind blows that week? That's, that's how we're going to make these game-changing decisions. Are your career decisions birthed? In prayer, are your financial decisions birthed in prayer? Are the decisions that you're making about who you hang with and who you date and who you met, are these decisions birthed in prayer? Because you don't want them to be birthed out of how you felt at lunch on Tuesday. Because historically, how has that worked out for any of us? What you want is divine direction. I love what Jesus said in John. He says, remain in me and, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Jesus is trying to communicate to each and every one of us. He's going, hey, here's this life that, that you want to have and this life that I want you to have. You know you can't, you're not going to have it with, without me. And, and what I want you to know this weekend is this, is God doesn't want you to do something great for him without him. You were born to connect with the divine. You were born to connect with the heavenly father. God is not looking for more employees to just do some work for him. If you serve at one of the Eagle Brook locations, thank you so much for, for what you do. But please don't serve without him. If God is pointing you in a direction to start a business, start the business. But don't start the business without him. Jesus is going, there's a lot of things that you can do in life. But if you want to do something that has fruit, if you want to do something that is productive, you're going to need me to pull that off. You're going to need a divine signature behind you. And I'm willing to give that to you. But it starts with connecting with God and staying connected to God. I love what it says in Hebrews. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. It's the unknown writer of Hebrews who is telling us that we all have this race to run, this direction that we are supposed to be headed, and there are things in our life that weigh us down, but if we could just strip those things off, if there's some things in our life that we could stop that so easily trip us up, if there was something in our life that we could actually stop doing, we'd find ourselves on this divine path. If I were to sit down with the people that you love the most and your family and friends and coworkers and said, if there was one thing that they could stop, you know, what would help them have a better life? I mean, what would they say? I mean, the question I, I want to ask you this weekend is, are, are you doing anything that's taking you in a direction you don't want to go? Is there an addiction that's been taking you in a direction that you don't want to go? Are there some spending habits that have been taking you in a direction that you don't want to go? Are there some people you've been hanging out with that have been taking you in a direction that you don't want to go? I want to encourage you this weekend. Stop. Some of you didn't even know that you had the option. Some of you didn't even know that you had the choice to go, I mean, I don't have to do that. You don't. You may have been on one path your entire life. The good news is that you can start a new path today. The homework this week is so simple, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to create a to-don't-do list, okay? This is your to-don't-do list. There are things in your life that you feel like you have to do. We all have our to-do list, things I got to get done this week. I want you to pick two or three of those things, and I want you to start a to-don't-do list. Here are the things I'm not going to do. And you're going to make some space for 
the divine. Here's some things that I'm going to stop. Now, you have to realize this about your to-don't-do list. There's some things that are going to be on the list that you have to ask yourself, should they be temporary? So my brother, um, he doesn't do social media on the weekends. So every Friday, he deletes every social media app off his phone. Now, it's a little bit laborious because every Monday, he has to re-download all of the apps again and log back in. But he's decided... Hey, you know, social media is going to be on my to-don't-do list on the weekends. I kind of want that to be God time and family time. He's just made that decision. And the other question you have to ask about the, your to-don't-do list is what, what on the list should be, well, permanent? Now, me and my wife have a friend. Um, she got off social media altogether, deleted all of her accounts. She called us. She said, Ryan, craziest thing happened. I went to breakfast the other day, and I just like ate it and enjoyed it. It was nuts. I didn't take a picture of it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she said, then I, we went on vacation, and I, I like got in the ocean and like swam. It's nuts, okay? I didn't take any pictures. It's like I'm like enjoying life for the first time. I don't know what's going on. And, and she's just decided, you know what? That's just going to be on my to don't do list from, from now on. There, I, I don't know what your thing is going to be, but I do know that each and every one of us have a thing, a something, a hobby that may need to be put on the to-don't-do list for a little bit, maybe forever. If it's an addiction, might I recommend getting as much help as you possibly can to lay that thing down, because your life and everybody else in it is going to get better when you do. Uh, my, my thing that I consistently have to put on the to-don't-do list is um, the NBA. Uh, I am a huge NBA fan. I am in it to win it. Um, I love everything about basketball. I have NBA League Pass, which simply means I can watch every NBA game that's going on at the exact same time, and I do. And uh, that could be like an eight- or nine-hour deal. Um, I will watch every game and then watch the YouTube highlights of that same game. Uh, I love going to the game. Sometimes I'll go to the game, see the whole game, and go home and watch the game and then watch highlights of that game on ESPN to see if I can find myself in the audience. And so my, uh, my in-laws, they got me a gift that was really a curse. They got me the Oculus Go goggles. If you don't know what the Oculus Go goggles are, pardon this commercial I'm about to give you. So these goggles you put on will actually allow you to sit courtside at an NBA game and you can like look around with this 360 camera. The experience is incredible. Uh, it's also the most disengaging gift you can get anybody that's trying to raise a family and stay married. It's her problem, not mine. So, um, <laughs> So sometimes like, I'll be watching the game on my TV and wearing the goggles so I can like, be courtside and be on my couch at the same time. I mean, like, I got problems, y'all. Pray for me, okay? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And then I'll have like a four-hour conversation with my buddies about each game. Like We run a sports radio show of our own on our phone, and we're just breaking down the stats and who's good and who's going to win the championship. And I mean, it's like... It's like the world just sucks me into this NBA thing, and you're going to ask my wife. Every season, for about two or three weeks, I have to put the NBA on my to-don't-do list, and it's never fun, <laughs> but it's so good for me, and I get the most divine direction when I put that on 
not to don't do this. What you need to know this weekend is this, is if you give God your attention, he will give you his direction. But you're gonna have to move something over this past NBA season, the three weeks that the NBA ended up on my to-don't do list was during the NBA finals. Perfect timing, right? And why that time? Well, that was the time that me and my wife were bringing a new human to the planet. And it was just the right time to just say, you know what, there's some things that you just have to lay down for a season and some things you got to lay down for good. What's, what's your thing? What, what, what's the thing that you need to cancel this week? You don't even want to go to lunch with that person anyway. It's just cancel. But keep it on the books and just go sit with God somewhere. Um, I was speaking out in Denver and I had uh, two events and there were, uh, I had uh, one day in between the events where I didn't have anything going on. So I called a friend there in Denver and I said, hey, uh, I want a cool place to go pray so I can put it on Instagram and people can think I'm more spiritual than I am and go look at where he's praying. This is awesome. And so um, he said, all right, man, I, I got this really cool place for you to go. And and um, I, was, I was driving up the mountain and I'm kind of following the maps on my phone. And then my phone said something that it rarely ever says. No service. And it was as if the heavens opened up and said, finally. The only person that can get a hold of Ryan Leak right now is the divine. And I just thought, man, if, can I stay here? Lord, can I just stay in this space where it's just you and me? What do we do when we get no service moments? We like hold our phone in the air thinking that's going to change the satellites in space. Okay, we're like, okay, let's see. Oh, okay. Like, can you imagine the next time that any one of us get a no service moment, we just stopped. We just paused and said, maybe this is a moment God wants put something on my heart. I think each and every one of us has to have a moment, moments in our life where we just say, we just hit the brakes. We just stop doing some things for a moment and just go, I don't know why we are living life this fast. Can we just pause for a moment? Can we pause as a family, and, and, and some of us were going, man, we got kids, we never have a Sabbath, we never have time off. Can you imagine if we just went to our spouse and said, hey, I got the kids, why don't you go spend some time with God? And can we switch later? Can, you, can we do this next week? Can you imagine if we got creative and just said, you know what, we're, we're gonna help each other spend time with God. You, you may be here today and going, you know, Ryan, I, I'm with you, I can put some things on my, my to-don't-do list, but like, what do, you, what do I do when I, when I spend time with God? At, at every location in, in the next steps area, there is a, this little card and it just says, spend time with God. Um, there's also some uh, devotionals uh, that can kind of give you a Bible reading plan if you, if you don't know how, how to do that. And, and on the back of this card, it just, 
it gives you some, some instructions to choose a, a book of the Bible and, and read one chapter. Just kind of reflect on it. And you can ask yourself the question, what stood out to you today in, in, in today's reading? What stood out to you in that chapter? And, and then the second question is, is, how have you seen this passage play out in your life? And, and what might change if, if you live this thing out? I mean, if that's you today, I, I encourage you to stop by the Next Steps area, pick up one of these, talk to, to one of the wonderful volunteers about what your next step needs to be on your journey with your relationship with God. My, uh, my hope and prayer is that uh, as you live your life as busy as it is, as you go up and down the highways and byways of your life, my hope and prayer is, is that you would have some no-service moments, and when those moments happen, you would pull over. And you would say, God, I'm all yours. I know I'm on my way to work. I'm on my way to class. I'm on my way to the gym. I'm always on my way to something. But could I stop on my way to get a little bit of divine direction? Next week, we're going to continue this series of divine direction. We're going to look at the word go. We started with start. Today, we looked at the word stop. Next week, we're going to look at the word go. At every location, why don't you go ahead and stand to your feet and let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for this amazing community of faith. I pray, God, that you speak loud and clear to us. God, that you would give us divine direction for what to do next. God, would you show us the things in our life that we need to start? God, would you show us the things in our life that perhaps we need to stop? God, would you show us some of those things that perhaps need to be on our to don't do list for a little bit? Would you show us the things that maybe need to be on there forever? May we make space for you this week in our life. And when we give you our attention, would you give us your direction? In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Hey, it's been great. Have a great weekend.